0: Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for April 27th, 2018. Really big 14-game slate. So what I kind of always say is a preface to slates that are this big for baseball or basketball, whatever the sport may be. We can't roster everybody, so there's going to be some good plays that we can not play. Because if you roster everybody, you spread yourself too thin. And the other thing also is that we don't really need to try to look at fringe-type plays. We can just really narrow down to who we think the best plays are. So at the top of the slate here, we have a couple of, a few really good high-end pitching options. Luis Severino, Steven Strasburg, Hajin Ryu, who I'm sure is Matt's favorite pitcher, Jacob DeGrom and Corey Kluber, all pitching tomorrow. Of these guys, who do you think are the best plays, Matt?
1: Well, I'm going to start by ruling out a couple of them. Ryu? Well, Ryu definitely first. That's an insane price for Hajin Ryu. Uh, It's not even really a good matchup. The park is good in San Francisco, but... Uh, the Giants' offense, I think, is fine, and especially against lefties. Uh, yeah, that that price is just ridiculous. So 0% chance I will be re- rostering Ryu at all. Uh, and then I think we can rule out Severino. He's probably in the same neighborhood of overall pitching ability as the other guys in this price tier, aside from Ryu. But it's just such a hard matchup against the Angels on the road. Um, so even at a slight discount for him, I think it's it's still too much considering the matchup. So... The three guys I like are Kluber, DeGrom, and Strasburg. Um, I think DeGrom is the best choice of the three. Strasburg probably number two, and I don't really think I'll roster Corey Kluber. Uh, The Indians have definitely been more cautious this year with pitch counts. Uh, Carrasco was pulled at, I think you had said it was 81 pitches last start. Uh, The the only guy they let throw a lot of pitches for some reason is Trevor Bauer. The Indians just love letting Trevor Bauer throw over 100 pitches. Uh, For whatever reason, he seems to throw harder later in games. But Bauer is the outlier there. Uh, The other pitchers on the Indians I do worry about pitch counts with. Uh, But the matchup against the Mariners is just tougher than the matchup against the Padres by a lot. The Mariners are an above-average offense. They don't strike out that much. The Padres are below-average offense, not the worst in the league or anything. Um, I think they're okay, just bad, but not horrible. Uh, But they do have the highest strikeout rate in baseball this year. So the strikeout upside for DeGrom, I think, is just a lot higher than for Kluber. He's a little bit cheaper. And then I think Strasburg uh, has an okay matchup. It's kind of just a fair price for Strasburg. So I would prioritize DeGrom, maybe use some Strasburg, and then fade Kluber. Uh, Do you see it differently than that?
0: Uh, So I still like—so Kluber isn't a fade for me. Uh, one thing that is, I'm trying to find out is, if, do we know if Eric Hosmer's playing tomorrow?
1: I think that we don't know if Eric is playing. Uh, that, that does have an impact, though, for sure.
0: Okay, so Eric Hosmer, he's not done with an injury, but he was away from the team uh, for a family medical emergency.
1: Uh, so the news from Rotowire, this is on DraftKings too. he's expected to join the team on Friday.
0: Okay, so Hosmer's playing tomorrow. Um, I think for the price, I like Strasburg the best of these pitchers. And I think DeGrom, Kluber are kind of like 2A, 2B for me. Um, I also think that there's other cheap options that I like also, though. So... I'm trying to figure out, I, I do think DeGrom is the safest of all these guys, just because the matchup is good, except his baseline is also a lot lower than Kluber's, so I think it's kind of fair.
1: Well, do you think uh, that's true? Because their numbers for the year are pretty similar. Uh, DeGrom's strikeout rate is a bit up. If you just look at fantasy points per game, he's a few points behind Kluber, he's ahead of Strasburg. Like, yeah, I think Kluber is maybe just a couple points ahead of DeGrom on average, if the matchups were the same.
0: Yeah, but I mean, even looking at last year, Kluber scored over 30 fantasy points per game. DeGrom was really good last season. And let's see, how many fantasy points did he score per game last year? Uh, So DeGrom last year scored, it's loading on my computer. I mean, the matchup is also easier for DeGrom, but DeGrom scored 22 fantasy points per game. So Kluber averaged eight more fantasy points per start last season.
1: Yeah, I think it's also possible DeGrom is just better this year. His numbers to start the season are better. Um, His ERA was three fifty three last year, but his peripherals were slightly better than that. And he's open this year with a higher swinging strike rate, uh, more Ks per nine, less walks per nine, uh, higher ground ball rate. I think DeGrom might just be making subtle improvements, and maybe his baseline this year is just a little bit higher than it was last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it is definitely possible. Uh, I still tend to think that Kluber is just going to be a better pitcher this year because there's so much longer of a track record of Kluber being that level of a pitcher that I tend to trust that over the five starts that DeGrom's made this season.
1: Well, I think we definitely agree Kluber is the best overall pitcher on the slate. It's just kind of hard to weigh and balance how much this matchup matters Um, because I think the Mariners' offense is actually really good. Um, I think they have some kind of underrated hitters that people don't know too much about. Like Mitch Haniger specifically, I think is really good. Um, Arguably the Mariners' best hitter, although maybe Cano and Cruz are better. But uh, by WRC+, I think he has been their best hitter this year. It's a pretty deep lineup. Um, So I, I don't consider this to be a plus matchup for Kluber. I think it's a negative matchup. And it's definitely a plus matchup for DeGrom.
0: Yeah, I mean, still overall, though, It's still, I I slightly prefer Kluber to DeGrom, but I mean, I think they're both fine options. I like Strasburg still better than them for the price, um, because I think DeGrom and Strasburg are probably pretty equal as pitchers.
1: Yeah, the matchup for DeGrom is easier, although Strasburg's I don't think is hard either. Like this Diamondbacks offense without Jake Lamb against righties is just not that good. It wasn't that good last year on the road. They got a big boost from Chase Field. So I certainly like Strasburg, too. I think, yeah, maybe him and DeGrom are the best two pitchers on the slate. Uh, Maybe there's some slight disagreements between DeGrom and Kluber for us. But um, all three of these guys, I think, are good choices. I'm going to prefer DeGrom and Strasburg. Uh, And there are enough offensive choices, and we can get to cheap enough hitters where I think you can go pretty heavily with two of the top guys. Um, The problem is that there are a lot of other good pitchers that are strong values, too. So how do you handle spreading out ownership when there's realistically maybe five to eight pitchers that are worth using?
0: I think we'll just kind of narrow it down as we go. Uh, One final thing before we move on from Strasburg. The Dimebacks so far this year, 86 WRC plus against right-handed pitching and a 25.6% strikeout rate. So that's one of the highest strikeout rates against righties in the league. So I do like Strasburg a decent amount. And then getting into some of the cheaper pitchers, generally I'd roster NOLA at 9,300 at home. I think this could be a really tough matchup against the Braves. Uh, Acuna just got called up. He's probably the top prospect in baseball. He hit his first home run today. I, I think that even though the price a little cheap for Nola, I, just, I, I think that could be a really tough matchup for him. Do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I don't really like Nola too much for this slate. I think there are better pitchers that are cheaper than him. Uh, not better pitchers, but pitchers with much easier matchups that are cheaper than him. And... The guys that are priced ahead of him are probably a decent amount better, but their matchups are easier too. Uh, so I think Nola is just kind of in no man's land here. Um, it's not a terrible price for him. I think he's passable. Uh, it's just that there are better choices. I think that's the bottom line. Like, I think facing the Braves at home is only a slightly negative matchup, and it is home field advantage, so maybe it, it's sort of just neutral overall. And 9,300 is probably just a little bit too of evol- a too low of a price for Nola. Um, so overall, I don't know. He should be a little more expensive, uh, but there are other pitchers that just have more pricing value.
0: Yeah, so for me, one of the other reasons I don't like Nola is I do like Dallas Keuchel at 8,800 right below him. So Keuchel got off to a bad start to the season, and maybe it'll be slightly worse this year than he has been in, than he was last year. But the other thing, too, Keuchel's a pitcher that pretty significant home road splits. Of his five starts this year, four of them have come on the road. So a matchup against the A's, overall the A's offense has been pretty good this year, except they should be worse against lefties than they are against righties. Uh, Chris Davis is a reverse splits hitter. Matt Olson's much better against righties than lefties. So I, uh, I like this spot for Dallas Keuchel. I think he's my favorite pitcher priced below 10000 How do you feel about him?
1: Yeah, I th- well, I think Keuchel's the best pitcher in the 7500 to 10000 range. But I don't really think I'll end up using too much of this price range because I definitely like DeGrom and Strasburg a lot on the high end. And then I think there are better pitchers than Keichel dollar for dollar that are just a lot cheaper. Um, so Drew Pomerance is at home against the Rays. The Rays against lefties are probably not going to be very good again this year. They strike out a lot. Um, they did just have a good series against the Orioles and against the Twins too. Somehow the Rays have won six games in a row. But Pomerantz is pitching at home. Uh, definitely a lot of strikeout upside. Uh, the wind is expected to be blowing in at Fenway. So I think Pomerantz probably is in the same neighborhood in expected production as Keichel uh, with more strikeout upside, even though he's just not as good of a pitcher overall. But it's it's an easier matchup. There's less downside for Pomerantz. Uh, the A's certainly can score a lot of runs. The Rays, I mean, any team can score a lot of runs, but the Rays have less offensive firepower than Oakland does. Um, so I'd rather just use Pomerantz for a cheaper price, even though, yeah, I, I kind of just feel the same about Keichel as I do about Nola, where he should be a little more expensive, but I think there are just better values.
0: So for, uh, I, I think Pomerantz for his price is probably the best value play on the slate. Uh, there's other guys that I think in here that have upside, Ronaldo Lopez at 7,800. We've liked Luis Castillo a decent amount this year at 6,300. It wouldn't surprise me if either of these guys had big games just because they're young pitchers with really good arms and a lot of strikeout upside. The issue I have with them is they're so erratic, and I just think that they're safer plays on a on a slate this big that I'd rather just use Pomerantz at home against the Rays and just kind of hope that neither Castillo or Ronaldo Lopez score like 30 fantasy points, which Drew Pomerantz could end up doing anyway. So, for me, I would say, I think Castillo and Ronaldo Lopez, for these price tags, these matchups, would be fine plays on a smaller slate, but for a bigger slate, I'm not going to roster either one of them. Do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I may roster Castillo a little bit, um, and we'll get to offense, especially if you're using the Reds offense for the correlation, but as of now, and obviously this is very much subject to change because we have 14 games, we don't know what lineups are going to look like, but... In order of exposure right now, I'm thinking DeGrom, number one, Pomerantz, number two, Strasburg, number three, uh, pretty close to an even mix of those three guys. And then I would maybe use some of Luis Castillo, but I think I'm going to keep it pretty narrow and just use those guys. Uh, I think Keuchel's fine. I think Kluber's fine, but I think that they're just going to slightly miss the cut for me. Uh, What about you? What do you think your pitching exposure order looks like as of now?
0: Comerant's definitely the priority, and then and then Strasbourg second for me, and then it's kind of a mix of Keuchel, DeGrom, and Kluber after that. So moving into the offenses now, we have Chris Tillman somehow has remained in the Orioles lineup. So by default, the Tigers are my favorite offense on the slate because Chris Tillman is a total train wreck, and I don't think he's capable of getting out any big league hitters. So, even though the Tigers haven't had a great offense this year, and it is annoying that we can't roster Miguel Cabrera and Victor Martinez in the same lineup, Chris Tillman 9.87 ERA this year, 8.09 FIP, gives up a ton of home runs, walks more guys, than he strikes out. The Tigers are still my favorite offense to target, honestly. So, are there any offenses that you like as much or more than Detroit?
1: Um, I don't think so. Um... Yeah, Chris Tillman is just so bad, and the Orioles did have to burn a lot of their bullpen just trying to keep pace with Tampa on Thursday night, so they may be using some weaker-than-usual relievers after Tillman gets knocked out of the game, which should happen pretty early. Um, The other side of this game is interesting, too, because Mike Fires is really home-run prone. He's also generally been a reverse-splits pitcher, and the Orioles have a reverse-splits right-handed offense on... in Hitters Park and Baltimore, I think both sides of this game are worth considering, but I do prefer the Tigers' side. Um, let's see. What other offenses are there? I think both of these teams will be the priorities, though. Uh, the Indians at home against Erasmo Ramirez I think is a good spot. They're actually not that expensive. Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor are forty-eight and 4700 but everyone else on the Indians is below 4000 So I think it's a pretty good spot for Cleveland. Uh, I think it's a good spot for the Reds in Minnesota against Phil Hughes. And the Reds are really cheap. Um, So that's probably my my favorite value offense. Uh, Votto's 4100 That's just a really low price for Joey Votto, um, especially against a righty and especially against a bad righty. Uh, And then Suarez is back. Scott Shedler came back a few games ago. So I think the Reds are actually kind of close to the Tigers. Um, I would probably rank these offenses in terms of priority – Detroit, then Cincinnati, then Baltimore. Um, I'm not sure if there's any offense I have, any other offense I have too much interest in stacking. But do you like those secondary choices?
0: Yeah, I like all of them. I definitely like the Orioles against Mike Fires. Also, um, something else is, I mean, just like you said with the Orioles bullpen, also shitty bullpen for the Tigers is. Uh, I, I, I mean, the teams that we always target. Not only the starting pitchers for, but the bullpens are the Tigers and the White Sox. So going up against Mike Fires and the Tigers, I'm mean, going up against uh, uh, Mike Fires rostering the Orioles side of that game. I think is a a good good route to go. And the other thing also is that it, it's encouraging to see the Orioles actually hit the ball well on Thursday night. They've been so awful for all the season and. If it wasn't for grounding into four double plays in Thursday night's game, they, that could have been a game where they could have scored 10-plus runs or something like that because they had they finished with, what was it, 16 hits. So I, I like I like the spot for the Orioles tomorrow. I don't think they're going to have a great offense, but something that you've said about them before, which definitely holds true, is they're going to hit home runs this year. They hit a couple of home runs tonight. So Mike Fires, home run prone pitcher, I, I think it's a good spot to roster them all. So those are my two favorite offenses.
1: Yeah, I maybe still like the Reds more than the Orioles, but those are definitely the top three. Um, the other game that I like a lot, and it's a little bit strange because of where it's being played, and I also don't think it'll have much ownership, which is part of why I like it. The Giants-Dodgers game in San Francisco, um, part of the way that AT&T Park plays is that it's much better for right-handed hitters because right field is where the deepest part of the ballpark is, Uh, Really deep in right center, and then they have the high wall in right field. But to left field, it's actually not that deep. Uh, Both of the pitchers are left handed in this game. Derek Holland is really, really bad. So I definitely like Dodgers' righties against Holland. Kemp is 3,800, Chris Taylor's 3,600, Kike Hernandez is 3,500. And then because Hinjin Ryu is so expensive, the Giants are priced down quite a bit against him. So Posey's 3,700, that's kind of standard, but Andrew McCutcheon is way too good of a hitter to be priced thirty three hundred against a lefty like Hinjin Ryu. Um, there isn't really, I guess there aren't too many other giants to like. But I'm definitely targeting the righties from this game because I think the pitchers are bad enough, especially Derek Holland, that you can get some decent upside at low ownership.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with going up against. Uh, I'm fine with going up against Derek Holland with the Dodgers bats, but I'm probably a little bit higher on Ryu than you are. So I'm, I'm not going to be rostering the Giants at all.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll actually stack the Giants um, because looking through their lineup, there aren't too many righties to target. But I think McCutcheon is a really strong value play. That's just, I mean, he's a way better hitter than 3,300. And I think it's a positive matchup for him because even if Ryu is an above average pitcher, it's still a lefty. Uh, the Dodgers bullpen isn't nearly as good as it was last year. So I'll be targeting McCutcheon and Posey, but I don't think I'll have any Giants stacks. Uh, the Dodgers, though, I do think are worth stacking.
0: No, I would agree with that, and I mean, there's a lot of other good offenses that are out there and good spots, but for me, it's really just uh, Orioles, Tigers, and um, probably, well, I would say Orioles, Tigers, Reds, and Dodgers, that's what I'm going to narrow down my offenses to, so is there anybody else you want to bring up, because... I, th- I just don't want to spread myself too thin when there's this many games.
1: No, I think that uh, I think that should do it. I'm just scanning quickly for anyone we potentially missed, because there are a lot of games here. Um, I do think Indian stacks, I mentioned them before, are worth making. They are more expensive than any of the other teams that we've pointed out, so it's it's going to have to be like maybe a Pomerantz-Strasburg combination or a Pomerantz-Keichel combination to afford the Indians. Um, that would be my favorite expensive offense, though. Um, But I still think the expected output is higher for the Tigers and Orioles, so I'm fine with uh, narrowing the focus there for the most part.
0: Okay, so that is going to finish today's podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at DFS. Matt Stewart handles at Preaching Sense. Have a good weekend, and we'll be back for Monday's slate.